Well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you tune in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites, episode 222, and my reading today is found in Isaiah chapter 59 through 63. And so I want to point out a few things from here as we read through God's Word and just share some insights and some things that at least I believe he's speaking to me to share with you. So I want to start out, first of all, in chapter 59 with verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And friend, that is still true today. God is still saving all who will call upon him in true, sincere faith and repentance to believe in Jesus. And he will hear your cry. He will hear every cry from every repentant sinner. Oh, hallelujah. In verse 2 through 3, we see more information that kind of couples with that. This is speaking about unrepentant sin here that separates us. So we have sins in our lives, and until we repent of those and make them right with God, that separates us. We saw that in Genesis chapter 3 when man fell. It separated that, that fellowship. It separated that relationship with God. And so God came down and he went and found Adam. He was like, Adam, where are you? And Adam came out, confessed their sin, and then they received the forgiveness of the Lord through the shedding of blood and the killing of the animal. And so, and then God covered them with the animal skins that he had from the animal that he had uh, killed on their behalf. So we see that repentance is required. It's, it's, and it's a joyous thing. That's the good thing about it. Because then you get clean before the Lord. You know, it's, it's, it's like sin is kind of a dam. I don't know um, if you've ever been to a dam, but years ago when I was homeschooling, um, we did a field trip to a dam. And we were taken in by the Corps of Engineers to see how the dam works and inside and the controls and the different things. But what I, what I took away from that was a spiritual application that a dam blocks that water. There's a whole lake full of water behind it. And that dam is what's blocking it from gushing out and from being released. And so the dam at the, at the dams, you know, nowadays, they can release it little bits at a time so it's not overwhelming. But the point is still that the dam is blocking. The dam is a separation from the lake of the water behind it into the, the valleys and the people and the uh, rivers that need it below it. And so, beloved, we get the dams out of our lives when we repent of our sins, call upon the Lord and ask his forgiveness, and then he's able to flow through to us with his refreshing water, and fill us to capacity. Hallelujah. So God is still saving today. He's still hearing people today. He's still forgiving sins. Hallelujah. In 
verse 9, it shows us how we cannot, it is impossible for us to save ourselves from 9 through 15. It shows us that. But guess what? In verse 16, we see God's response. God loves us so much that when he saw that we had no hope for salvation and restoration to a relationship with him because of sin, he himself became our salvation. God in the flesh came down in Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and he lived and he died here. And he died for our sins, was buried in the ground, rose on the third day, and God has accepted his sacrifice as salvation for us so that now we can know him. That's the beauty of the gospel. God did it himself. It was his own initiative. He set it up even before the world was ever founded. He knew the whole plan. He knew the whole thing. And he was willing Jesus was willing to come and die for us so that we could be in relationship with him. That's the extent of the love that God has for people. That's the beauty of the God that we serve. Praise be to his name. And when you are uh, following him, one of the neat promises, the end of verse 19 speaks of how God protects us. He says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord leads us and brings us to a place where we, f we flee for refuge. We run and escape and are concealed and hidden from that evil in his presence. Hallelujah. Verse 21. That is an awesome scripture to believe and stand for for our children. Praise be to God. Chapter 60. I love this. He speaks of the light that's coming for the Jewish people. There was a near fulfillment, I believe, in the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, who was the light of the world. But when you read this chapter, you'll also see the prophetic elements of it yet to be fulfilled. Things that are yet to come to pass. And that will happen when Jesus comes again at his second coming and during his millennial reign. Hallelujah. In chapter 61. Oh, this beautiful passage that Jesus even read and he was the fulfillment of this. He is the fulfillment of this. And he declared so in Luke 4. But notice this. And I want to read it because I want you to understand something about this passage and the fulfillment in Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Mid-verse, Jesus stops right there in Luke chapter 4 and says he closes the, the scroll of Isaiah. He sits down and then he teaches in his midrash. He teaches them in that synagogue, this is fulfilled in your hearing this very day. 
Why did he stop mid-sentence? Because the rest of that verse is to be fulfilled in his second coming. The difference between those two parts of that verse is the age that we're living in now, which we call the church age or the age of grace. It's the time when all of these things before that, all of this gospel of Jesus Christ, before that comma in verse 2 is being done. Jesus came the first time anointed by the Spirit of God to preach good tidings to the poor, and he's still doing that today. The good news is still going to the poor. He is still healing broken-hearted people. If that's you, there is healing provided in Yeshua the Messiah, and he cares to heal your broken heart. He is still proclaiming liberty to captives and setting, opening prisons and setting people free who are bound. If you're bound in some form of addiction, whatever it is, Jesus is the answer. The good news is you can be set free. I don't care if it's generational. I don't care if it's something you've dealt with all of your life. You can be set free because the Spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus and has, He has been anointed to bring you that freedom. Oh, if you will believe this, if you will reach out to Him, if you will take hold. And Jesus is still proclaiming now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Today is the day when you can be saved. This is still the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. But beloved, that, that this season, this age of grace will find its end. At Jesus' second coming is when he will fulfill the rest of that verse. And the day of vengeance of our God. He's coming again, and then he will come with vengeance upon his enemies and salvation to all of Israel that has rejected him prior to that time. But the call right now is the good news of the gospel, that you can be saved. You can find him to fulfill all of these things for you this very day. Won't you come to him during this age of grace? He goes on down in verse 3 and he speaks about this great exchange. Notice God's great exchange. In place of your burned up dreams, your burned up life, your burned up things, your burned up time, your burned up emotions, whatever it may be, in place of your ashes, he can give you beauty. In place of your mourning, he can give you the oil of joy. In place of a heavy spirit that's weighed down all the time, He can give you garments of praise so that you become trees of righteousness, strong and tall and healthy, able to weather storms, the planting of the Lord, bringing fruit for His glory and he will be glorified through you. That's a beautiful invitation to you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. In verse 8 of that chapter, let me make sure, yes. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. It struck me that perhaps that could be connected to Jesus' cleansing of the temple because they were robbing the people and they were um, turning his house into a den of thieves, it says. Hallelujah. Verse 10. If this is not speaking of you, it can be. I will greatly greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Salvation and righteousness from the Lord is a beautiful garment and he gives it to all those who are saved, all those who will call upon him and receive his invitation of salvation. Hallelujah. And the New Testament gives us much more about that. Chapter 62, verse 1 through 5, gives us a beautiful promise of redemption and return for his people who will one day again be called Hephzibah, his delight is in her, and Beulah, married. This is speaking also in, a, in an application for it, for Christ and his bride, the church. And the church, really, the bride of Jesus Christ is both Jew and Gentile, who are now made one in Messiah, all of those who have believed in him. Chapter 63. This also speaks of that day of vengeance of our God that Isaiah 61 prophesied will come. This is speaking of that day. And you find more information about it in Revelation 14, verse 19 through 20 and Revelation 19, 15. But it speaks of his prophetically of Jesus coming on his second coming. And he is coming to Basra where the children of Israel uh, at that time where they have fled to the wilderness in the land of Edom, and he is coming to save them. This is also the time of the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 12, verses 10 through 14. And he's treading the wine press against all of the evildoers. And you can find out a lot more information about that in the book of Revelation, which, Lord willing, we will get to in our Bible Bites toward the end of this year as well. But he's going to have his wrath poured out on his enemies, save all of Israel, and establish his kingdom on this earth in that day. Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you today. Lord willing, you can join us again, I hope, for future episodes of Bible Bites. And may the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.